on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. Holy shit, there's so much news to talk about. So many things happened this week in the world of wrestling. Uh, and also, so, so we'll start the show with that stuff. And then also, two pay-per-views last weekend. We're going to talk about Final Battle and NXT Deadline, beer ratings, and then hopefully a shortened weekly recap. We don't have a show next week, so... If you want to split it up between this week and next week, maybe listen to the news and then the final battle stuff and then, you know, take a week off and then listen to deadline and weekly recap next week after your after your great holiday season. I don't know, but then we'll be back. We'll have a new I think the next time you hear from us is going to be in 2023 because I think January 1st, Joe, is a Sunday. Yep. There's no way no one. That will be the next time that you hear from us. Yep. Last show of looks, 2022. Looks like it. Technically, the next show will be recorded in 2022, but it won't be up till 2023. Yeah. Technicalities. So we'll, talk, we'll talk like we just had an awesome new year. Yeah. We'll be like, oh, my God, I'm so drunk. Yeah. <laughs> All right. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT WrestlePod. Joe, you ready to go? E-E-G. Yep. Oh, let's go. Welcome into episode 85 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I'm Dylan, joined by Joe, and Vince McMahon is maybe coming back to WWE, Joe? No. What's your excitement level on a scale of negative infinity to 10? Okay, so my excitement for Vince McMahon coming back is negative 50. My excitement level for him wanting to back and then the people that run the company being like not nah, is like 70 that okay you had negative infinity and 10 but sure i yeah no, that, I that I, was so that was my excitement level for him coming back out of 10 for my excitement level for him being shot down i was at 70 okay yeah i i do so when you told me about that because i, I was at that place that day when yeah that news broke that Vince wants to come back to WWE. I was heartbroken. I was like, holy shit, there goes everything that Triple H has worked for. All I could start thinking about was all the people that have came back that are just going to be re-released. <laughs> That's like all I could think about. I was like, oh, f- awesome. All these people are just going to like leave the company now and or and or get released again. That's just not what I want to see. And then I think it was like yesterday or Tuesday, some story broke or I think it was Meltzer. Somebody quoted Meltzer from his show and he said a lot of people who are close to Vince don't want him back and think it's not a good idea. Yeah. 
So those people are smart. I don't know who it is, but they're very smart. Yeah, I don't care who it is. It's like if it's the other con, Triple Stephanie, and they're all like, no, dad, stay retired. I'm so down with that. The only thing that I can think about that kind of drove this was like Bruce Pritchard texting Vince McMahon and being like, hey, man, I blew all the money that I made with you on gambling on the World Cup and I need a job. Can you come back and rehire me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, so there's that. There's the Vince wants, wants to return. We don't know if he'll be allowed to. We're hoping that he's not. Just live out, live out his life as a billionaire. Don't fuck him about the product anymore because it's doing a lot better since you've been gone. Since you've been gone. Um, but then there's the other st- that I read today that the said first time. Triple H um, isn't necessarily impressed with some of the people that he's brought back. Of like all the people that I'm okay. I was going to ask of all the people that he's brought back, who do you think he's not impressed with based off? Based on what who you're not impressed with. I've actually heard that he was very upset about the whole five star comment uh after whatever show that was. Okay, that makes sense. Whenever he was like, Oh, Crown Jewel, when he was like, we had a seventy five star classic or whatever, him and Omas. Which wasn't true. No, not true at all. So I would say Strowman and yeah. I can't really think of any other stinkers. Like my other stinker is Hit Row. I don't know. There, I mean, it's not like he brought them back to make them like super Stars. relevant. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But in in Triple H's WWE factions are a thing, which is definitely opposite of Vince McMahon's WWE. Yeah, and they're the jobber faction for sure. Yeah, them and well, yeah. Without yeah. Swerve, they suck. There's no one good in that faction. You don't like Bfab. No, she's terrible. <laughs> At least we haven't had to watch her wrestle, have we? I don't think she's wrestled. No, it's the other guy. It's it's top top dollar. Whoa, top dollar. Oh, okay. Watch Sorry. that. Watch that R. And <laughs> Adonis, something. Ashante the Adonis. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about any either of those guys. I can't think of anyone else though. Like Wyatt, big hit. I mean, Candice LeRae. I'm enjoying Mia Yim, Candice LeRae, Gargano. I'm enjoying the things that they're doing. Yeah, I, like I don't really like. Who else is there? If I'm I being honest, honest. Oh, Loomis. I, 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 I talked to Alex about this this week, but I'm not a big fan of what's going on with Johnny and Loomis right now, particularly. It's not great, but it, like, it needs to. It doesn't matter. They, 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 they're great future Intercontinental Champions. If I'm being honest, though. Gallows and Anderson didn't impress me on their first WWE run. They're not really impressing me now. Yeah, I mean, and that might just shit. be because, yeah, it also might be because I don't want them to keep on feuding with the Judgment Day. I want the Judgment Day to move on because I do like what the Judgment Day is doing. Even Sub, really? Yeah, I mean, Sub sucks, but he's he's good but, at sucking. But the Judgment Day, it, it so so Sub is good for Rhea's character. Okay, yeah. So Sub has no character himself except that he is Rhea's bitch. Except he's so a it, simp. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's a sub. <laughs> and that and that's exactly it for me, is like he's adding to Rhea's character by being such a stupid backdoor bitch. 
Baby back bitch. Yeah. Mama's boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like I gotta and I gotta be honest, the mommy stuff is cringy to it's me. It's so fucking cringy. <laughs> but maybe that's good. <laughs> I don't I, maybe. Know. I don't know. Um, let's move on to something. Let's let's do two quick things here. Uh, before we get into the other two bigger pieces of news here uh, that we can just say, yep, this is happening. Uh, they announced uh, John Cena's returning on the on SmackDown, not tomorrow, but the week after. Okay, the 20... The 30th. 30th? Okay. Maybe that's not tomorrow. Tomorrow is not the 30th. No, like would it be... It wouldn't be... No, it's no. two. It's ne- two Fridays it's two we- from now. It's two weeks from now because next next Friday is Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah. Okay. So it's two weeks from tomorrow. Uh, and then the long term creative director Rob Fee that they hired, uh, he tweeted out today that tomorrow's SmackDown, aka two days ago SmackDown, is can't miss. Yeah. So if you're listening to this episode and you didn't watch SmackDown, pause it's the show miss. before we get to SmackDown and go and watch it. Well, and then we're not going to talk about tomorrow's SmackDown on this show. Oh yeah, never mind. In two <laughs> weeks, let us know. Oh fuck, because we're we're taking next week off. So fuck. I just okay. Thought I'd point never that mind. Out. Just just uh, you know what? Just fuck fuck you to me, and we'll we'll move on from that. All right. Uh, and then getting into the bigger pieces of news or some other big pieces of news this week. Uh, we'll go with what happened yesterday. Mandy. So spoiler alert. Uh, for NXT, if you live under a rock and haven't watched it yet by now, or you just don't normally watch NXT, uh, Mandy Rose, she lost the NXT Women's Championship this week mm-hmm. on Tuesday, and yesterday, the day after, released by the company. A lot of the things that are being said was because it was due to her fan site. Oh, it absolutely is. And it's her. It's not only fans, but. Only Quan, only fans adjacent. Yeah, it absolutely is. Which a lot of it's bullshit. Like, I, I gotta find this picture I saved earlier today of somebody tweeting like oh, the hypocrisy of all of this. Okay, I thought I did not think that was the picture that you saved. Oh no, <laughs> that, that's on your locked folder. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I lost the password to that. Uh, but anyways, so. WWE once supported its talents for posing for Playboy. WWE allegedly asked female wrestlers to dress sexy as recently as October 2021. Mandy Rose wasn't fired for sexy photos. She was fired because WWE couldn't monetize them. I mean, but... Spot spot the lie. Fact or fiction, Joe? Okay, but... So, first off, let's go... Fact or fiction? What? Between. Hmm. Yes, they want her to be the sexy character. But was this surprising? Not at all. It's it's the same exact thing that happened as Lena Vega, but yes, Lena Vega's, Vega's back. But and people but are twitching. Also, again. doesn't yeah? Or are they? Yeah. Okay. But I think I don't know. I don't really watch. I, I, Twitch. I, I, I actually don't know. But the, that's the whole reason Adam Cole is not with the company is because Adam Cole wanted his fucking Twitch. Right. And but at the time, we're, we're, Vin, we're it's, talking it's basically about since Triple H took over. Okay. The, I think they're. They were starting to allow that again. Okay, that's fine. Allegedly. But we, while we are not in the bad PG era anymore, we're in the Triple H era, if you will, we are still, like, they still present a PG product. 
regardless right. of how you look, or PG-13. doesn't matter. There's a difference between a wrestler dressing sexy and then the 20 years ago, them encouraging them to, to pose for Playboy. That is not the product they put out anymore. When it all comes down to it, it's a product for kids, and they she does not match the the profile of what WWE wants. And she matches the profile of what I want. I know. I know, Dylan. But <laughs> yes, she was champion for 413 days. Yep. In an in NXT. But she's not a big enough star, I don't think, to to play Succeed? play the line. To play the line. Oh, okay. So you're okay. So you're like getting at the fact, like if Charlotte did the same thing, she would not be gone. She would. She would be. It would be strongly recommended that she don't do. She doesn't do that. But then the other reports I read were were saying that WWE basically gave her an ultimatum. They said, "Stop doing this, or, or leave the company." And I mean, good news for some folks out there. Um, and and if if she left the company, stop. <laughs> if she left the company, that means she's making a lot of money. Yeah, doing what she's doing. Yeah, I think yeah, a lot of those women find out like how much money they can actually make on that shit. Yeah, it's just absurd. Like it, yeah, like their contract pretty, with wrestling. Like these like, people, these people are tipping her like five hundred dollars to move her hand an inch to the right. You know? Oh, really? You know that much detail about it? No, I'm I'm assuming. Are I'm, you I'm, one of those people? No, I would never. <laughs> I don't. I don't have enough money for that. And I'm. You don't have five hundred dollars. I have five hundred dollars. I don't have enough money to spend five hundred dollars to see a specific person's nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you can just Google it. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. The the. But that that's exactly what it is. Is these people are paying five hundred, six hundred, thousand dollars for her to move her hand an inch to the right. You know. So. Yeah. Like, if if she is okay with not being a brand anymore, and her to be just a dirty person's fantasy, then sure. Yeah, I mean, I also saw a rumor that she requested her release. I don't know. It, it, we'll I didn't see, see that. I, I basically what I saw was there was an ultimatum, and I feel like that's the, the I feel like that's the more true uh, aspect of this. I also saw that she would that. WWE said she'd be welcomed back at, at any time if she stopped doing it. Like she could debut on SmackDown in a week if she stopped doing it. You know, what I, mean, I at hope at that this... point it doesn't make any sense because the pictures are still out there. Yeah, I know, but yeah, I'm the pe- the pictures of Trish Stratus, Stacy Keebler, Maria Kanellis are still out there. But but they would welcome those guys back anytime. It's a women. It's, yeah, those women, women back. Jesus, Joe. All right, can we move on? <laughs> no, but but when it all comes down to it, is like from from the from what I've seen, she hasn't put out anything that she can't come back from yet. That's fair. She hasn't done she hasn't done any uh, one night in China's yet. No, and she's not <laughs> on the level of what Paige Van Zandt is allegedly doing. Mm, what? Yeah, never mind. Never mind. She's doing wild <laughs> shit as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll leave it at this. I I hate to see Mandy Rose go. I do too. But I love, but I to, love watch to watch her leave. leave. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that wasn't planned, and you knew where I was going. <laughs> um, last little bit. Uh, Matt Riddle suspended for violating the substance abuse policy, 
And then it also came out that they don't test for weed. That's good. So I don't know what it could have been. It's cocaine. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw that. Yikes. Thought we were done with that. Cocaine? Specifically, like wrestlers doing way too much of it and dying in their 40s and 50s. So apparently... I mean, like, I'm not saying that he was doing way too much of it. Like, he probably just got fucked over, but... Apparently, like, you remember at SummerSlam how he was supposed to have a match with Seth Rollins and then he didn't have a match with Seth Rollins? Yeah, he, I thought he was actually hurt. No, apparently that was his his first... um his first wellness violation hit and then this was his second so he's now has to spend he is suspended and then he also has to do 30 days in rehab or something like that huh well that sucks hopefully that does him good hopefully it's not like i don't know meth or heroin or something that would be way worse yeah or bath salts <laughs> Croc- crocodile yeah <laughs> all right yeah a lot to talk about with the news this week um i know we probably could have spent a lot more time on vince and mandy but we got to move on uh last weekend joe we had two pay-per-views on a saturday unfortunately this was this was tough i enjoyed the fact that it was on a saturday though yeah but it just went on for so long it did feel like it went on forever Luckily, NXT shows aren't super long. Um, yeah. We started our Saturday at 4 p.m. with, well, really 3 p.m. for the pre-show. Ring of Honor Final Battle 2022. Did you get any signs for this? Because I didn't get any there signs no, for NXT. Well, I might have. A, oh, my only sign is Dax plus dog collar equals fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I got that one. <laughs> um, but, uh, other than that, I have no signs. I had other ones that said uh, Silly Goose Appreciation Society, which was the dumbest one. Uh, and then the other two I thought were pretty funny. Um, there was one that just said the Wi-Fi and Nacho suck. I guess just wherever they were at in Texas. Yeah. And then I think my favorite one of the night. <laughs> uh, it says El Ocho is Spanish for the Ocho. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, it was just like so stupid. It it just made me laugh. Um, but yeah, let's get into the matches. So we had four, yeah, four pre-show matches here. Zero hour matches. Um, which one did you not watch? I didn't watch Grand Metalik and Jeff Cobb. Okay, so that was the first one, Mascara Dorada, which was Grand Metalik took on Jeff Cobb. And Jeff Cobb won. It got a beer. You say Mascara Dorada? That's what they called him. It what didn't wasn't his partner's name? Didn't his partner's name used to be like Lince Dorado? Dorado. Okay, so it's it's the Dorito male version. Um, yeah, this one's a very feminine name. It ends yeah, in he, a, he's a he's the he's the wife of Lince. He's the queen of the ropes, actually. Okay. <laughs> um. Jeff Cobb won. It was it was an okay match. It got a beer. Yeah. Um. There was really only like one and a half good matches on the pre-show. Um. Next one was the Jazz versus the Shinobi Shadow Squad, which was, um, Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange versus Cheeseburger and Eli Isom. And I like really the only highlights of this one was the handshakes at the beginning. 
just mm-hmm. the the jazz tag team just kept wanting to shake hands and then the crowd just loves cheeseburger ring of honor fans just love them some cheeseburger why do you think that is joe because his name is cheeseburger and you think it's just because of the name and he does he does the flippy floppy stuff too flippy floppies yeah that's true um the jazz won this one they got a beer and a quarter really like a lot of the pre-show wasn't super eventful um Third match, Willow Nightingale versus Trisha Dora. Uh, Willow Nightingale, she's super over with the Ring of Honor fans, which is cool because I think she's going to be a big star. Maybe. Like, I don't think a top star in the women's division, but I think eventually she will be Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. And mm, okay, probably have a couple of a couple reigns on that. And I think she will... If if she if she's not ever turning heel, like when she's a face, she will be always like this loved by the crowd. Yeah, she would have to she would have to do a lot of like like a complete character shift to be heel. I like right now I don't, I don't how see it her work. as a heel at all. Yeah, but there's people that I've been like, man, I don't know how they could be a heel and then they are. I don't ask me to name one because I can't think of anyone right now. But Oh, Bailey. Bailey back in the day. I was always like, I don't know how Bailey could ever be a heel. And that's not to say that she's good at being a heel, but she's a heel. And yeah. it took a complete she's, character yeah. shift so in a in a uh character. Her, her first character. heel run was great. Like before before she got injured, her that, that run was good. Yeah, she's just not like she's it not convincing great. on the mic as a heel. Yeah, right. Like after she came back, like nothing she's done so far has really impressed me, but other than forming damage control your narrative, which I just love yeah. me some, you know, we like love. factions here. The two of us do. Chad never did, but Chad hated factions. May God rest his soul. Yeah. R- By the way, update on that. We're still hell. working on the, we're still working really hard on the, uh, what was it? The, um, the hologram technology. We'll get there eventually. Yeah. The only other like highlight from this match was Willow Nightingale did some shotgun chops, which is why it got over a beer, I think. Um, Willow won. On a power bomb, one and three quarters of a beer, and then I think the fourth match was Top flight definitely the best match of the pre-show. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Seeing Top Flight back together again is is heartwarming. Yeah. So we had Top Flight versus the Kingdom, which was um, Matt Taven and uh, Mike Bennett, and they had Mike, Maria Canellis with them. Mike Canellis. Yeah. Sorry, Mike Canellis. That's who it is. I forgot he changed oh, his name. That was a that was a terrible run in WWE. It was so bad. Um, Remember who did who did Mike who did Maria cheat on him with? Who who uh, is the father of her second like storyline or actual in WWE? Actual or storyline? It was that. It was it was storyline. It was. Uh, I've no well, either she, way. I don't even know whole, why I asked because either way, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, there was a whole twenty four seven championship run. Like after she got pregnant, they oh. like she said, "Oh, bl- by the way, you're not the father." And, and I think I mean, if it had to do the with father, the twenty four seven championship, it, it was probably our truth or like Akira it Tozawa. Was. <laughs> it was probably like a comedy <laughs> character like that, or, or, or Nikki Cross. No, probably not Joe. Um, oh, I think. I think my my uh my favorite highlight of this match was uh Darius Martin being called Darius the whole time because it made me think of our good yeah, friend Darius. Sure. 
Darius from, from back in the day. That's really all yeah. like all I could think about while watching this match. But I mean, it was a very yeah. good match. Like an absolute slap fest between Darius and Mike Canellis. Um both teams just like awesome move sets. Like uh Matt Taven, Mike Canellis, they also had like they they had good move they had a pretty good move set together. Uh, and then obviously top flight, they're becoming a very very great flippy dippy team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they, they always were. And like before Darius kept on getting hurt, he, he he like that team was was super fun to watch, and we we expected big things to them from people that were so young. And now we're two years later, and well, and Darius Dante did the singles. Again. <laughs> Dante did the singles run, and he was awesome. So yeah, I really like watching both. Yeah, he of did them. that whole thing with uh, FTR, or not FTR, but uh, uh, he had a match uh, with Kenny Omega at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he had two matches with John Moxley, but not FTR, but uh, FTW Taz's team. team oh, Taz. T- Taz. Yeah, Starks and uh, Hobbs and Brian Cage. Y- yeah, where where he where he joined them and then he abandoned them. Oh yeah, man! I just forget about so much shit. I think it's just incredible yeah. how much I actually am able to remember. Because you're so stupid. I am pretty stupid. Um, top flight wins this match, <laughs> hands down by far best match on the pre-show. It got two and a half beers, and then we got into the yeah. main card. Mm-hmm. So the first match was Ar Fox and Blake Christian, who. I guess AR Fox had been on Rampage the night before and we've seen Blake yeah, Christian he, before. He, yeah. Go ahead. In, in in Ring of Honor. I think he's I think Blake Christian's a Ring of Honor exclusive and AR a. Fox is a AEW guy. Yeah, I think so. Um I do kind of like how we are sort of seeing the breakdown of what Ring of Honor is going like this new Ring of Honor is going to look like like who's going to be mostly exclusive to Ring of Honor. And who's going to be mostly on Dynamite and Rampage? Yeah, so right now their their Ring of Honor men's champion is obviously an AEW guy. I don't know. Blackpool Combat Club is not going anywhere. Yeah, but there two two of the Ring of Honor champions are in the BBC. Yeah, that's true. And then Athena, she might be better off if she just stays off AEW. Yeah, I think she's Ring of Honor. Um. Like, I think a lot of people that were on this card, like Swerve in Our Glory, probably not Ring of Honor. Sorry, um, who? Swerve in Our Glory Hole. Okay, th- thank you. Is that what you were looking for? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm I was sorry. Looking. That's that's my bad. Um, I don't think FTR is moving over. I don't so, think, I think FTR Samo- is going to be with either company. Oh, Joe. Ooh, yeah. No, I, I really don't. I, I, think, I think that they're going to. I think Samoa Joe is Ring of Honor. Really? Yeah, because he's also a T- he's also an AEW champion, so he's the TNT champion. Yeah, he'll lose that too. Ooh, okay. To I think he'll lose love? both. He'll probably lose both of them soon. I don't know. We'll see. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a lot longer in ring. He does have this new thing as being like the the king of television TV champion. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, the the match at hand, uh, Ar Fox and Blake Christian took on Roosh and a debuting Drellist, Drellistico? You said that, sure. I've never seen him before. 
I yeah, I I mean you gave it to him, so all right. Um the only thing that I really had for this match, so I, I will say I had uh Dan Wayne, our good buddy Dan Wayne over to watch this with me. Uh he You're did not stay. Buddy. Whoa. We love Dan Wayne. <laughs> um he came over and I didn't catch much of this match because when he came over, he iced me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That was like as soon as he got there and we were talking and catching up and stuff. So I didn't really get a whole lot out of this match. I don't know if you had anything to say about it. No, my only note for it is one, the the fact that it got 3.75 beers. Yep. And then two, that it ended with controversy. So Drellistico is 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 getting pinned and he kicks out at two and then the ref calls for the bell. Oh yeah, that was um, bullshit. Yeah, it was like it was a definitely obvious two, and the ref just keeps on counting. And then uh Rush and Drellistico beat down the ref after the fact. And apparently since then Rush has been suspended, quote unquote. Mm. Storyline suspended for for his actions at on Saturday. Yeah, I mean he could have been suspended probably for the last three months and we wouldn't have known because I haven't seen him. No, he's been on AEW every once in a while. I don't remember it. He had a max a match with John Moxley like two months ago. That's a long time to be off. When TV. John when Mox was still the champ, but yeah, no, he's been he's been there every once in a while. Um, but now he's storyline suspended for his actions at Ring of Honor Final Battle. By the way, well, um, either way, the they just absolutely just commenced. A disgusting beatdown after this. They were very upset about the the call here, and I was yep. very confused. And you know what? Even if he did get suspended, good on them. They probably sh- they whoever like the people they beat down here. The uh, you said the ref. I don't remember the beating down the ref, but I believe you. Yeah, whoever. Uh, was and then Fox down. and Christian. Know. They uh they deserved it. Yeah, they were pissed. Very upset. But yeah, three point seven five beers for that. Uh, and then Ring of Honor Women's World Championship match: Athena versus Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, and but before this match, I had forgotten that Merce- Mercedes Martinez was the champ. Okay, who did you think the champion was? I didn't. I didn't know who the champ was because Ring of Honor is that irrelevant to me, unless they show their titles on AEW. And Mercedes hasn't been on television. She hasn't probably hasn't had a televised match since the last pay-per-view. I feel like she's been on television in the last the two months, Joe, which is pretty recent in your eyes. I don't think she has been. <laughs> I don't either. I don't know. I was just trying to get I a think the last time she I I, th- I think the last time she had a televised match was at like the last Ring of Honor pay-per-view, which was bound for glory. I don't know. No, that's Whatever that's impact. What the fuck? Uh, okay. Death before dishonor. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, highlights from this, there weren't many. It did get really good mm-hmm. towards the end. I didn't particularly care too much for like the first, I don't know, three quarters of the match. Um, but the thing that I thought was pretty funny was Athena's like, I don't know, accessory to her ring gear for this match is she wore like a googly eye on her forehead. <laughs> oh yeah, we were talking like Bree and I were talking about that. It was like, like what the fuck? And it fell off like was... halfway through the match. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was, she looked, 
Her ring gear was bad. The whole production value of this show was bad, which is surprising when you think about the fact that it's produced by AEW. But it was it was a very much indie show vibe through the entire show. And the googly eye sealed the deal for me. Yeah, I, I'm, that might be what they're going for. That was the indie vibe. Yeah, I guess so. The googly eye just like I, I was laughing. I was I was embarrassed by it. You were embarrassed to be a wrestling fan. Not a wrestling fan, just to be a Ring of Honor fan, because I've now like, honestly, I've never been a Ring of Honor fan before Tony Khan bought it. So maybe you're still not. I don't know. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. I mean, we only watch the pay-per-views. That's true. Well, there only are pay-per-views right now. Well, not for long. Yeah, yeah there's probably a TV deal and I'm probably going to tramp age. Um, I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be honest. I'm I can't I can't add more wrestling each week. I don't no. even I I have trouble watching all of the four shows that we do watch right now. Yeah, it's rough. Rampage is not included in those four shows. That would be the plus fifth a show pay-per-view every watch. week. Yeah, that's true. Um, like I I'm not going to watch Ring of Honor. They did it. They did a they did um some or release a like I guess a press release the next day, I think on Sunday saying that Ring of Honor television would be back on Honor Club, which is 10 bucks a month. So we'll we'll, we'll get Chad's login. Yeah, we'll just have to get that login from Chad from from his his will. From his will. Oh, he might have left dead. that in his will actually for us. We'll have to yeah. talk to his wife about that. Maybe. No, I think I think back back in the day before he died, he he said he canceled on their on our club. Finally, that's weird because they they weren't that's doing weird that anything he, with it. So like he knew he was going to die. No, I think it was because Ring. Oh, of because Honor Ring of Honor died. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's Ring of point. Honor was dead before him, but unlike him, Ring of Honor was resurrected. Well, maybe that just means that he can be re- resurrected with the hologram that's technology. What for. That's what we're that's what we're working towards. Um, either way, Athena ends up winning the <laughs> Ring of Honor Women's World Championship in this match, and it got a beer and a quarter. Yeah, and this it wasn't that great. Sense. It wasn't that great. If I were predicting this, if we did predictions for this, I probably would have picked Athena. Yeah, we Dylan and I talked about it afterwards. It was like this was Athena. We we thought that this was Athena's first championship win since uh, since she was the NXT champion, which is a great title run, by the way. Short yeah. but sweet. Um, to the point. But we, but we were we were wrong. She held the NXT Tag Team Champions the the first night that the NXT Tag Team Champion Women's Tag Team Champions were crowned. But we're not the. They were not the first. I totally forgot about. Yeah, I, I, I still don't remember. I like, I looked it up. Like, what had happened was, was, was well, it? The I way? do remember. I do remember. No, it was Raquel and Dakota that won it. I think. Yeah, okay. First, and then they lost it that and then night. They lost it the same night. And I remember being like, yeah. "What the fuck is going on right now?" But that's all I remember about it. Yeah, and that's all I remember about their title run as well. Yeah, that her and I mean, Shotzi. They eventually lost it. Yeah, yeah. She and Shot. I, I, and if you had asked me if Shotzi had ever won a championship before, I, I looked that up. I would have said no. no. I would have laughed in that person's face who was asking me, like, "What a was stupid me. question." Was I the? Was I the person? No, you didn't ask me if Shotzi had ever won a title. Yeah, but apparently she was NXT Tag Team Champion for two months with Amber Moon. It just goes to show that my memory sucks, and parts and of yours do. Still, still didn't remember it. 
Who? Anyways, moving <laughs> on. Uh, that match got 1.25 beers. The next match was Shane T- Taylor and JD Griffey of Taylor Promotions swerving our glory hole. And uh, I didn't really know their story before the the video pack that that preceded this. That's I still that, don't know uh, their story. I just know they used to feud back in the day. No, they used to be a team back in the day. Apparently, Keith oh, Lee that's right. and Shane Taylor see used like, to be a team called like I don't remember what their team was, but it was something like Fuck Pretty Boys or something like that. Ooh, it was like it's a good name. It, it wasn't Fuck Pretty Boys, but it was it. Yeah, that that is. But that like how FTR name. stands was, for Fuck the Revival. Said, allegedly, they haven't they haven't <laughs> confirmed that. No, they said when they debuted, um, they said it, it stands for fear. fear the Revolution or something like that. Fear the Revolution. Yeah, whatever their name is. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, Shane Taylor and Swerve in Our Glory, or uh, Keith Lee, used to be a tag team. And then and Keith Lee left for WWE. And Shane Taylor's apparently been pissed since. So they had to have a match here. Interesting. Finally, after all these years. Yeah, and we got to see this. Um, there were some good moments in this, like some big, good strongman moments, especially from Keith Lee, uh, just like catching people in the air. But yeah, that that was actually the most incredible parts of the match was the catching in the air. And but really, like the big story here was, uh, like I think Keith Lee did to Swerve when they faced the acclaim last time. Yeah, it was Swerve it was left Keith Lee this time. Yeah, Keith Lee slapped swerve in the face and left and then keith lee or sorry swerve did that this time yeah um but words are are hard right now different outcome this time though keith lee still ended up winning that's true because keith lee is a fucking boss pretty boy killers that was their name oh same thing fuck pretty boys pretty boy killers pbk That's that's the same exact thing um this got two beers i enjoyed this this was it was fun yeah, it was fun. It was is, it, like the big man versus big man wasn't the same as like the big man versus big man we usually see, which is just like big move after big move. It was yeah. actually like because they both had small men uh, as their tag team partners, we still got to see some high flying. And then and then like Keith Lee is obviously a high flyer as a big man. And Shane Taylor was athletic as well. So but yeah. Shane Taylor is a big boy. He's a big, a real big boy. Real big. <laughs> yeah, Real it, was, big. It, it was fun to watch, and it got two beers. Yeah. I'm excited for Keith Lee to... Well, I'm assuming they're going to do this like feud with Swerve and him. And then once that's over, I'm excited to see Keith a Keith Lee singles run. Yeah, I don't think anything will come of it, but I am too. Probably a TNT championship win. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I just think Tony Khan will underutilize him. Probably. Obviously, like this is like finally swerving our glory hole it is bound to break up. Surely it will break up. They'll break up. But don't call me Shirley. Okay. Right? Right. That's exactly what I was going for. All right, good. Um, next match, also fun, different outcome as far as what I wanted to happen, but we had the embassy versus Dalton Castle and the boys. Love me some Dalton Castle and the boys. Ring of Honor six-man tag team championship match. Obviously, I said a different outcome here as far as who I wanted to win. Uh, the Embassy won here, who is a team that I could not care less about. 
I really just wanted to see Dalton Castle and the boys pick up the win here nice and easy. Yeah, it's weird because and it didn't happen. Yeah, it's weird because like this this match, it's like Ring of Honor guys versus Ring of Honor guys. So there was no way of knowing who was really going to win. Yeah. But the the embassy won. Yeah, I I was I was kind of upset about that. Uh full disclosure, I have er- eraser marks uh in the top flight versus the kingdom match because when that match was going on, I wrote down top flight versus the embassy because that's who I thought they were until you just don't know. Until the embassy was really really having a match against the boys. <laughs> I uh, had to look up what Mike Bennett's faction. Joe, they, Joe, they make entrances and they have their names at, when they make their entrances. Yes, yes, yes. But you know, I wasn't paying great attention during zero hour. That's fair, I guess. Um, so when the embassy entered, I was like, "Oh fuck, that's what I called the other guys." <laughs> <laughs> embassy Kingdom. They're both. They're both like powerful people. That's basically the same thing. Yeah, those are synonymous. Mm-hmm. I will say Dalton Castle and the boys did my favorite Dalton Castle and the boys thing where Dalton Castle's just in the middle of the ring by himself. The opposing team is on the outside and he just screams, give me a boy. And then he grabs a, he grabs one of the boys and just uses them and throws them outside of the ring at the opponents it is so funny. Yeah. I, I also didn't know before this match because I'm still learning Ring of Honor. You know that. Okay. Yeah, I also didn't know fair. that Dalton Castle wasn't one of the boys. Like, no. the, the boys are a two-tagged, two-team, two-person tag team. Yes. And then Dalton Castle. That's why the is team is called Dalton with. Castle and the boys. Yeah. I, I, I just thought he was a boy. <laughs> and now, I like, in, in my notes, I have the embassy versus the boys. But little did I know that Dalton Castle is not a boy. No, he's a man. He's a man's man. Yeah. And if you ever go back and watch like Dalton Castle stuff from when he did his singles run, especially like when he won the Ring of Honor World Championship, like the boys are just like his posse, sort of mm-hmm. like, um, yeah. And who are some of those people in WWE who came to the ring with posses? There was that one guy that came to the ring with like a bunch of different characters. What the fuck was that dude's name? Adam, Adam Rose. Adam Rose. Yeah. Yeah. With his rosebuds. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like that. It would be Adam Rose and the Rosebuds. Okay, I'll accept it. I just uh, I'm I'm coming out clean. I didn't know that he was not a boy. Yeah, clean as a pig dick. Okay, speaking of pig dicks, <laughs> the next match that got to uh, the Embassy versus the boys. The Embassy won, got two point two five years. Speaking of pig dicks, the Wheeler versus Garcia was next, right? And yep. And I'm interested to hear how this has to deal with pig dicks. Well, Daniel Garcia is a pig dick. Oh, really? Yeah, probably. I actually really enjoyed this. So obviously, haven't watched a whole lot of pure <laughs> rules matches. It, it, they, the announcers were doing a good job, especially for people like like me. I think that haven't seen a lot of pure rules matches, making it seem like his strategy was very good. Uh, getting the rope breaks out of out of the way very early, doing all that with Wheeler. Yeah, yeah. Wheeler uses rope breaks way early. Yeah, and it didn't really make sense to me. Like, the one thing I don't understand about that is, like, if you're on the ropes and you still have a rope break, are you forced to use a rope break? No, no, no. Or can you choose not to use one? 
Well, no, you cannot choose to use one. It's the ref. The ref has to go by the rules of if you're on the if you're holding the ropes for five seconds, then he's going to break it up. But if you choose not to grab the ropes, even if you have a oh okay, choose you see so you have to choose not to grab the ropes. Yeah, so like, like the, I the think whole, there was the a whole, point the, where I think there was a point where he was just under the ropes, so he wasn't grabbing them, and they used a rope break. Okay, then that that's controversial. Like, then. To me, it seemed like Wheeler didn't want to use that rope break, but they still used it. Yeah, if if he was under the ropes, but he didn't I also grab could it, be very wrong. Then then those aren't the official rules, and we we should uh we should write our local legislation, I guess. Letter to the editor. Letter to the governor. Whoa, Kane. Kane? Oh, Kane. No, He's no, the mayor. Kane's, Kane's the mayor. Never mind. Governor. Uh, Jesse Ventura. There we go. Jesse Ventura. Yeah, he was a governor. Um, I think the other guy, uh, J- Jerry Lawler, ran for governor, but he uh, he didn't win. I think they didn't they talk about that in one of the retros, like many of the retros that <laughs> that we recently watched that he was then, running for and office, he, and then he definitely did not win. Yeah, because he's a misogynistic pig. <laughs> Speaking of pigs and his dick, uh, Garcia. <laughs> just kidding. Go I, on. I, I actually don't know why I keep calling uh, Daniel Garcia pig dick, but you said pig dick, and then I said speaking of, so I had to carry through with it, if I'm being honest. You didn't have to. I had to. Okay. Uh, speaking of pig dicks, uh, <laughs> Daniel Garcia did not win this match. <laughs> Very good, Joe. I feel like you were about to say that he did. Um, yeah. No. Wheeler Yuta wins the pure title back. Kind of shocking a good to me. Match. This was fun. This it, like it was. It was if very. If you good. haven't watched this match, I recommend watching this match because it was like it was a good wrestling match. Yeah. Like of all the uh, sports entertainment bullshit that Daniel Garcia has put you through, this was a good wrestling match. It yeah, honestly, I think it, if you watch, if you watch this match on in the whole pay per view, very very good. Now, what I will say is that after the fact, I saw on Twitter that Daniel Garcia and Wheeler Yuta were the new rock and stone cold. And I'm not ready to accept that. No, not at all. That was a horrendous take by whoever said that. Yeah. Whoever said that fucking stupid, fuck you. You're probably going to die alone. That might be taking it a little bit too far, but no, no, it's not. Okay. Well then sure. (laughs) You do you. I'm not going to say that, but I'll agree. It ended with uh, <laughs> Wheeler Yuta just like elbowing Daniel Garcia in the face like a thousand times until Daniel Garcia eventually passed out. Yeah, that was it. And, that, and that's how the match ended was by by referee stoppage, basically. Yeah, and it got two beers. It got two beers. Yep. Yep. Let's get into then match of the night, probably match of the week. Match of the month? Oh, I forgot you didn't like this. I I didn't hate it. It just wasn't really my style of match. It was just not my too, thing. Too deathmatchy for you, Joe? Yeah, and I'm not a big deathmatch fan. It's just like, and that's definitely what this match was. It wasn't that. It was. So if it I was, were to it, ask you, it was you... good. It it wasn't terrible. I I, but I like most of the match. I was like, ugh. Yeah, they really did some shit this. that looked like it hurt very much. We're obviously we're talking about FTR versus the Briscoes double dog collar match. I for one thought this was incredible and so uh, Joe, 
with their they they're now three matches in overall matches. Obviously, the best two out of three they had three matches in one match. But mm-hmm. are you saying that, that are you saying that the two out of three is their best match of the three? That was my favorite of the of their trio, okay. of their trilogy. I was asking myself that question, and I honestly think I would have to rewatch the two out of three because it was so fucking good. Yeah. But I also really enjoyed this too. It's tough. It's tough for me to say without like reminding myself of what that best two out of three falls had. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not writing it off completely saying that this was a this was a terrible match because of this blah 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 or that blah blah blah. I'm just saying in in like my personal opinion, it wasn't my kind of match. Just Joe doesn't like a lot of blood. Yeah, the the deathmatch style I just not a big fan of. I mean, it wasn't really deathmatchy. It was so deathmatchy. It wasn't like there were glass or uh, light bulbs and shit and forks and pizza cutters. That's your one, like that's your one redeeming factor. Then, but it was deathmatchy. It definitely was. There was a lot of blood. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot of blading, and I'm not a big fan of blading. Honestly, I'm a whoa, dude. You don't think they actually bled? No, and I don't think the ref actually bled too. I do think the ref, the ref definitely actually bled. I do think the ref bladed too deep, and he was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> the The ref definitely bladed too deep. He didn't know what he was doing, and he bladed, and he was like, "Oh, I'm bleeding way fucking too much." Yeah. So all four guys in the match bled, and the ref bled. I think this was our first ever ref blood. I think so too. Um, there were there's just so many good highlights of this match. I think Jay Briscoe's blood was definitely the worst. Was he the one that was bleeding above and below his eye? He was the one that was chained to Dax. He was, was he the ble- one that bled first. No. Okay, then I think Marks was legit because yeah, his was so early. Then Mark, Jimmy, Mark, J- Mark Jimmy. bled in the first like two minutes of the match. Yeah, Jimmy was like. Super early, and he was bleeding above Jay and Briscoe. Below. What's that? Jay Briscoe. I don't know. Jimmy and Jay Briscoe. Mark um, and Jay. Joe, the Briscoes are a good tag team. You should get their names. No, right. I, I know. I, uh, I do actually know Mark's name, but I didn't last. You last really? Week. Did. You forgot. You completely. I forgot, forgot Mark's name completely. I knew. <laughs> I, I've always known Jay Briscoe, but Mark is is for whatever reason hard for me, and then I just go Jay and Jimmy. That yeah, makes Mark, sense. But yeah, whichever one bled like within the first two minutes was bleeding below and above his eye. And it was like right after some some spot where his eye went directly into a corner of so and so. Yeah, I think I it, like, that's why I think it was legit. Yeah. At least like one of those was legit. Like either the above or below. One of yeah. one of those was at least at Pro- least one the, of those. Probably was the below, because when you blade, you generally want to go for your forehead and not like <laughs> somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Probably the worst looking spot of the match was they set up a pile of chairs on the outside and cash mm-hmm. cash is uh chained to mark briscoe and they had this pile of chairs set up mark is uh up on the apron about to do some move off the apron on a cash down below and cash grabs the chain and yanks him off and he flips off of the apron onto this pile of chairs and they didn't do anything the rest of the match mm-hmm like the only thing that happened the rest of the match with either one of those two 
was I think it was Cash. Yeah, Cash tells Dax to murder Jay Briscoe. Yeah, he said murder that motherfucker. Yeah, he said, and I thought, yeah, something like that. And that was like the only other thing that came out of Cash or Mark that entire match. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure Mark Briscoe like legitimately got fucked up there because that was disgusting. And then also to end the match, well, close to it, but um, they did the superplex onto a pile of chairs in the ring. And the end of the match, the Briscoes win the match. Jay Briscoe mm-hmm. is able to make Dax Harwood pass out. And are we witnessing the fall of FTR, Joe? Yeah, I think so. I think at Wrestle Kingdom, if they have a match, they do. Then they're Okay, I think they're probably going to lose there. And I forget I honestly, who they're facing, but I remember seeing that match and being like, there's no way they lose to these dude, dudes. I don't know. I think they might lose, and we just might not see them for a while. Well, and then they also have the Triple A. Oh, yeah. I forgot. They were, yeah, They forgot. are facing Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. So I may, there actually might be a chance they lose that. Yeah. So you think this is the downfall? I think this is the downfall, yeah. Just like we saw with Kenny Omega. And we predicted with Kenny Omega is when he lost one, he was going to lose all of them. Yeah. Do you think... Well, actually, Kenny Omega didn't lose the Triple A. Didn't he? Didn't they surrender it and they held held like a I tournament think, for it? I think They might have stripped him. Yeah, I think they stripped him. I, I don't really know. Because it was to... at, like when he got hurt or something. Because I think he lost the impact and then the AEW. Yeah, I don't remember who he lost the impact to. Christian. Oh, yeah? Yeah, on Rampage. Yeah, well, that I would explain it. <laughs> I think it was on Rampage. It was like one of the first ones, though. So it was like when we were watching, unless you yeah. never, unless you've just never watched. No, I, I, I used to watch Rampage. Yeah. So Kenny Omega vacated it. And then um, there was a fatal four way, which the current champion, he Odell V. Kinga, Vikingo, uh, won. And he faced Samurai de Sol, Kalisto, and Bobby Fish. Huh. It was a fatal five way, actually. Well, who was the fifth guy? Samurai. Samurai. You said Jay that name Lethal. already. Oh, Bandito. Oh, okay. It was that. I think Mania. Samurai Del Sol is Kalisto. Pretty sure it's Kalisto. I, th- I think so too. Um, it is. But yeah, this this dog collar match, absolute insanity. Um, I was very surprised that it was not the main event. Did yeah, I was surprise too. you. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. <sighs> Just like. I just didn't I didn't understand why it was going on why it was going on third to last. I mean we still had another match in between this one and the main the actual main event, which was Jericho versus Claudio. But I I still had a lot, I, it was a lot of fun watching it. It was I thought a very good match. Um Joe absolutely hated it. That's not true. I just That's exactly his words, you know, Joe's words. He hated it. Um worst match of the three is what he said. Worst match he's ever seen. Okay. That's fine, man. That's <laughs> um, fine. You could say it. Go ahead. I wasn't a fan, so it's fair. And then after the match, the ass boys attacked FTR. That's true. Which didn't really matter that much, but it got eight beers. So if we are going by the beer rating scale, uh, it's not the best match of the trilogy. The two out of three falls is because that got 12 and a quarter. 
I want to say. Yeah, it was something crazy something high. I don't remember. Just ridiculous. Point, but... Um, but I do think that this is top ten. And when I say I think, uh, it's because I still haven't updated the beer rings database. Obviously. I don't know what you all expect of me. What you looking up there, bud? I was looking at the Impact Championship. Just admiring it and all of its beauty. No, it was like the notes of the Wikipedia page says this was a winner takes all match in which Kenny also defended the AEW World Championship. Oh, that's when uh that's when he won it off of Rick Rich Swan. Rick Swan, Rich Swan. I don't remember his name. Uh yeah, and then Cage won it off him on a rampage in August. Yeah, that's it. That's all I have to say about that. All right. Uh, second to last match of the show was for the Ring of Honor Television Championship, Samoa Joe versus Juice Robinson, and I don't know. I've ever since Juice Robinson went to New Japan, I've been a big fan of Juice Robinson. Yeah, and I absolutely love the fact that he's now under the AEW slash Ring of Honor banner, despite the fact that he lost here. I think he's he's going to do some good things in AEW. Maybe. I hope. I honestly hope that he does good things because I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, the other thing that we talked about I remember when we were watching this match was uh, Joe thinks that Samoa Joe probably got another concussion during this match. We did talk about that. Or there's was, a possibility of it. There there was a moment in this match where where like Juice hit him right up against the, the barricade. And he just sat there for like three minutes. Sometimes big boys got to rest. Yeah. But other than that, it was like, obviously, Samojo had two concussions in WWE and probably other concussions throughout his career. So when he hit his head, when he hit his head right up against that barricade, and that was the whole reason he ultimately left WWE or got released by WWE twice. I was like, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, I I hope that it's not the case, but once you said that, I kind of like was watching him. He he was with a keen definitely eye. slower after the fact. He was slower, swaying a little bit. Yeah. It could it could be true, but I haven't seen anything come out about it, but that it's would really suck. It would really suck Dan- if it's true. It wasn't as scary as when Danielson got another concussion in AEW, but Yeah. Or when um honestly when Britt Baker did the first net neck breaker to Page when they yeah, had their match. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Neckbreaker <laughs> just takes on a different meaning when it when that when Page is in the match. Yeah. Um but it, th- this was it was honestly like this was a tough match to follow the dog collar match in my opinion. The crowd was still kind of into it but they were they they were drained and kind of saving themselves up for the last match. But Samojo wins and it got one and three quarters of a beer as we move into the main event of the show chris jericho claudio castanoli aew nope ring of honor world championship we got our only look of the night of someone not adhering to the code of honor which was chris jericho in this match and he he immediately i don't remember what he did but like he he didn't shake the hand i I don't remember what he did, but like he did something and then immediately ran out of the ring and tried to chase down Ian Riccoboni and the announcers like uh, scurried away. And we we went like the first like minute or two of this match, like without announcers. And then, Joe, I'll have to ask you, 
what was your favorite part about the smash the end okay and that's not that's not to say like oh i'm so glad this match was over it was just like someone tapping out to the swing was cool enough i'll tell you what what my favorite part of the match was okay it is that and i don't know if this is a new i don't know if it was a new thing on uh saturday or if they have been doing it but this is the first time i had seen it was anytime that there's like a chance for a 10 count whether it be like counting someone out or oh yeah (laughs) punches punches like when you're uh like punching someone on the top rope and when you're in the corner or something like that where the crowd is counting to 10 when they get to eight now the crowd just goes wild at eight and they uh they say oh joe so Chris Jericho didn't win their ROH title at a pay-per-view, right? It was it was uh, just on a, on like Dynamite or or Rampage. No idea. I think that's the case. So I think this was the person. Who did he the, win it from? Claudio. Didn't they? <sighs> he won it from Claudio. I thought they had a match at they, a pay-per-view. Obviously, they I, had a match, but they. I think they might have had like a of a, a like a rematch, if you will, but. I think he definitely won it from Claudio and this might have been Chris Jericho's first pay-per-view as the ROH title or champion. Yeah, you uh, might be and right. If that, and if that's the case, this like this was the first time that they have done the Ocho chant when they count to eight or count to ten. But they did it on Wednesday again, too, and I was very happy. Yeah, that I think that now, was just, it, now that it's a thing. I think that was just copycat. Like, I think that the Ocho thing was new to roh and it was fun it was a lot of fun and i liked it a lot yeah that was that was my favorite part of the match though and then also the result there was a lot of people there was one guy in particular that was like uh that said that the ending of the match was very stupid and it doesn't make any sense for someone to tap out to the swing oh and and jericho responded and just fucking went off on the dude which was hilarious basically he was basically just like you go in there and fucking do it and you'll like he said like uh you'd be tapping out before he even started or something like that. I don't remember what exactly what he said, but it was along those lines, I think. It it was just it's very very it was very cool. Yeah. Uh and the let's see. Oh, also, uh one more note. Aubrey not refing a Jericho yeah. match. Just doesn't mm-hmm. feel right. It didn't it didn't feel just right doesn't at feel all. right. Um, but we'll blame that on the fact that this is a Ring of Honor pay-per-view, so it doesn't count. 2.75 beers for this main event, and Ring of Honor Final Battle 2022, 30 and a quarter beers. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in the top 10, Tony Khan's still chasing 40 beers. Uh, did not get close this time. Not as... I, well, I already forget what the number one is. I think it's... Is it full gear? I don't know. Wherever... Tony Khan recent like it might have been all out wherever he got there was a pay-per-view that we did not too long ago where it was very close um yeah he's just gonna keep trying to get I can't remember the last AEW pay-per-view that didn't get 30 beers which is insane by the way but as soon as he eclipses that 40 mark I just don't know I feel like somebody back there is listening to the show and is trying to kill us mm-hmm. so AEW I will never be drinking for it any of your pay-per-views because of that. I don't know. Any closing thoughts about Final Battle, Joe? No, I kind of just want to get into NXT. Let's do it then. Did you have any signs? Because I didn't. 
because it no, was there in the were, CWC. There were, there were none. There were no signs in the CWC, not allowed. And you, I think they allow them. They just, those people are just fucking nerds and they suck Stupid at life. idiots, probably. Yeah. They're just terrible wrestling fans. So obviously they didn't bring signs. I fucking hate the CWC. I, uh, so speaking of that, like Vengeance Day is in Charlotte, North Carolina this year. And I looked it up. I was like, Charlotte is, ooh, Charlotte's all the way west in North Carolina. So it's like six hours for me. Oh, God. So I think that's how far pro- it is for me. Probably. So I'm not, I'm not going to be going to Charlotte <laughs> for Vengeance Day. What day, what, what is the date for it? It's it's on a Saturday. It's like early. It's like on the fifth or something. That would make sense. The fifth. Why wouldn't they do it on the twelfth? That doesn't make any sense. It's the closer to Valentine's. I don't day. know, but I like I saw it and I was I I was thinking the same thing. It was like weeks before Valentine's Day. That, that was the other thing. Day. Is uh, NXT is doing their New Year's Evil show on January? Oh uh, fuck! What is it? They're doing it on January tenth instead of the third. Doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. <laughs> Makes no sense to me. Um, but anyways, let's get into the show. We started the night with the women's Iron Survivor match. I think we should just go ahead and talk about this now. What do we think about the Iron Survivor match as a concept? I think it under delivered in both. More in the women's match than the men's match. Oh, dude, sexist. No, it's not sexist. It's matchist. Hmm. I think you're right though. I think I agree with you. I think they underdelivered here. I do hope that they continue to do more of these. Um, like if deadline's gonna be the show where they just do that, like kind of like how they have war like they always had war games at the same time every year where they're gonna do these Iron Survivor challenges or matches or whatever. I'd rather it be random. Like just throw it in when when there is a number when it's one necessary. Contender, you know, when they need a number number one contender. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, it's just not not necessarily just an NXT, but they could bring it to the main roster. And like, if this is Shawn Michaels' brainchild, and Triple H is like, "Yeah, that actually sounds pretty good," and he brings it to the main roster, and I don't know, Drew McIntyre, King Cross, Bray Wyatt, Lay Knight, and blah, face off in an Iron Survivor match. That'd be cool. Yeah, shut up and take my money. Yeah. I I agree with you though. The under delivering portion of this, it was the you might call me wrong for this, but let's be honest, there wasn't really that much drama no, in the end of ma- these matches. It, 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 well, it was there was drama in the second match. It was no, the first there wasn't because the Grayson Waller thing, like he stole the win at the end, which we'll get. But this one, it was just like Oh, everyone gets a pin except for that one bitch. Uh, ooh, Kiana that James. one girl. Kiana uh, James. Yeah, Kiana James. Everyone gets a pin except for her, and one person gets two. That, that was, was it. That was the first match. That was the first match. That was the second which, match too. Everyone. The gets second two match. This. The second match. Everyone got two, like Grayson Waller got two pins right away. And you're and right away you're like, ooh, Grayson Waller. Like because of the first match, you're like Grayson Waller got two pins. He automatically wins. I didn't then, wasn't I wasn't thinking that I thought like that, that. That's that's what I was thinking is like Grayson Waller got two pins, which is more like the same amount as the winner of the first match. The only thing that I really liked more than the, about the men's match than the women's match was 
there was a very obvious like somebody in the match had a had a strategy. Nobody yeah. in the nobody in the women's match had a strategy, and nobody no, other was, than Grayson Waller in the men's match had a strategy. And, and when you when you talk talk about the drama in the men's match, like you have to talk about the fact that when someone was in the penalty box, people were attacking the people in the penalty box to keep them from getting back in the ring. Yeah, and, and smart and, people and, were being the, smart wrestlers. Yeah, in the men's match, and that's what I'm talking about. Is like the men's match. There was definitely strategy, and I thought you're talking about there not being strategy. The no, I said there was in the men's match. Okay, okay. Like there was the no women, strategy. The, the women's match. match is just like, okay, someone's going to the cage. We'll just leave them in the cage until whatever. I don't know, like minute. Well, 30 also in the women's match, there was never a point where there were two people in the cage or the penalty That's box. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so I will say that the wrong person won. I agree. Indy Hartwell should have won this. Yeah. But, well, well, so I say that because that's what I was thinking on the at day. the time. At the time. At the time I, I was thinking that. But obviously what we know we, now the right person won. Yeah, because I thought Indy was going to win the Iron Survivors match and then lose the lose the match for the t- the championship. Yeah. But knowing what we know now about Mandy Rose and everything and what has transpired throughout the week since then, Roxanne winning is was definitely the good the right choice. Yeah. And so if they knew I'll, I'll, if they knew going into this that they were going to release Mandy, I guess good on them that they chose Roxanne to win. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think like if Mandy wasn't doing that, I don't think Roxanne wins this match. Yeah. So here's what I'll say. I'll say I'm glad that NXT is back to promoting young, young talent. I feel like that's what they've been doing. I don't think Mandy Rose isn't that young. She has already done a main roster run. Yeah, like but like NXT all the two, is point, a, the two point people are young. Yeah, that's true. All of them. Ron Breaker is young, and Mandy Rose is well, young. Also, the New Day, but New Day is the new. That's, that's different. <laughs> which we'll get to. Uh, Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Ron Breaker's like twenty five, and Dolph Ziggler's Roxanne, in his forties. Yeah, well, Ron Breaker's like twenty five, and Roxanne is, I don't know, twenty twenty one. Twenty one. Core Jade is, I think, the same age. Like yeah. a lot of these people that are coming up and, and, and doing, I agree with doing you good there, things but, are but super cha- young. The champion being 21 years old, I think, is a good thing for NXT. And that's not their, what they were getting from Mandy. Mandy's like closer to 30 than she is to 20. And she's all I think already she's over her, 30. Maybe. It doesn't matter. Sup. <laughs> but yeah, so, so I, I like that. That they put it on a younger talent, like an extremely young talent. I do. I just wish I. She might be the youngest champ since Sasha. No, she's younger than Sasha was. I think. Yeah. No, I agree with that. But she, like, no, Tyler Bate. She's the youngest since Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate was like nineteen when he won the UK Championship. Yeah, but I don't think they recognize that as a main a main title. They recognize it as a title. Yeah, a title. But I'm talking like about Tyler men's... Bate is the youngest champion. Okay, wait. Nope. Nicholas is. Yeah, that's true. Um, like Rhea Ripley was also really young when she won the NXT UK championship. Yeah. So it was she, Tony she Storm. Was probably I think. like 23 ish. Tony Storm was probably the same way. Yeah. She was also very young. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. What Sasha, exactly. Sasha was too, but Sasha was probably like 23, 24 when she won the women's championship. And Roxy is twenty one, so and Paige Paige was like nineteen. 
it, like oh yeah shit i forgot about Paige. yeah she I was very about young Paige. too Soraya. either she way was, yeah so like but but basically what i'm trying the point i get across is that she took the title from someone that was older that had already done a, a main main roster run and i'm glad about that because like when it comes down to it nxt is the developmental brand and they're putting the championship on a young a young talent that is good and will have a great future in wwe yeah or she can, will can have a great future in WWE. i've i've i think i said this a while ago like months ago but and i think now we're really moving towards that is yes they've already had a feud but the kind of career-long storyline that you can have a la like an owens and a zane where they're not always feuding core when they are core yeah cora and roxanne have those vibes there they have those vibes and and honestly i hope that i hope that cora wins championship from roxanne because she will she's the next women's champion for sure and i hope it's a year from now really you think it's gonna be a whole year i hope so i i honestly hope roxy gets a good championship run like the fact that roxy won the r the roh title at like 19 or 20 is like super impressive to me yeah she's good speaking of cora though i just wanted to point out like the the funniest thing that book booker t during this match compared roxanne or not roxanne cora jade to the fabulous moolah and may young which i don't know could not be further from the truth i mean wasn't the fabulous moolah like a huge piece of shit like actually moolah was a piece of shit yeah i don't think cora jade's like a actually bad person no i don't think so either moolah, <laughs> so, moolah, moolah and was also it was just weird like remember they had that like they had that women's battle royal at wrestlemania and they had it originally as the fabulous moolah battle yeah. royal and then they changed it because of how much of a piece of shit she was yeah and they like never spoke her name again and then booker t's like yeah core jade's like fabulous moolah and may young she's yeah just like, she, 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 she reminds she, me of them yeah it's book booker, <laughs> booker different breed man like he does he doesn't know the rules he doesn't know that you're not supposed to say moolah's name because moolah uh i i don't even know i like know the right way to moolah paid woman mula was the opposite of the woman's revolution she set yeah. women's wrestling back she was the mula 20 revolution. years um, she said she set women's wrestling back 20 years so joe are you are you done with booker t on commentary then because i don't so, think booker t is good on commentary at all <laughs> are you are you okay so no, I have, i'm not i'm not canceling him but no no i'm not asking if you're canceling him i just have something that would make you very happy What's up? Oh, is Pat McAfee coming? The college back football here? season is basically over. They're not doing any more college game days, Joe. Ooh, that's good. That means McAfee's back because I love Pat McAfee. He should be he back. He's my favorite commentator any week now, which in theory should make it should make it so that Wade Barrett goes back to NXT. And also a big plus out of that, we never have to hear Wade Barrett say Bianca anymore. That would make me very because happy. that made my ears hurt. That would make me super happy. Yeah. Bianca is the worst. Bianca Belair, one of the top talent in the on the roster right now. Yeah. Arguably the best women's talent on the roster. 
Yeah, ob- arguably number two in all of WWE. To Roman Reigns. Yeah, that's why I said two. Okay, no, I was I was asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Roman. The other thing Booker T did during, well, it really it was after the match is uh, he cried like a bitch. He because cried Roxanne there. Won. And then he cried when Roxy beat her on Tuesday. Yeah, I was looking for it. I didn't see it, but I'm pretty sure he did. So Roxy is his student in his whatever of wrestling brand in Texas. Yeah, I'm not upset that he did it. It's just news. I I, I think it's actually slightly wholesome. Yeah. People yeah. giving him shit online is kind of fucked up. Were people giving opinion. him shit? I didn't I didn't see any shit. I, I don't like, know. People were just like pointing it out and like you know how like when you can I, tell I, when someone's pointing people, something out, it's like they're kind I, of making fun of him for it instead of I being saw, like, Oh, this is so sweet. I saw people pointing it out and they were being wholesome about it. Like they were saying that this was a nice thing that he was her teacher. I definitely saw some people that seemed it seemed like they were making a joke out of it. Okay. Yeah, I I I don't think I saw the same things, but yeah, I I saw him as a supportive role model or teacher. Yeah, yeah I that, agree. In that moment, and that was nice. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a really long time to talk about this match, even though we didn't really talk a whole lot about the match itself. Uh, three yeah. and a half beers for this. Um, we could talk a lot less about the next match: Alba Fire versus Isla Dawn. I think this might be one of the first times ever on WWE or NXT that we've had two women's matches in a row on pay-per-view. I'm not like upset about it. It was just like I didn't I did not think this match was coming on on next. And a lot of people really liked this match and I don't know what I missed, but it, maybe it was just because I went into the match not caring about it at all, but I don't know what was it did you think it was good? It was a match. It was it was I just a, thought yeah, it was something that happened. It was a Monday Night Raw match. Yeah, as in like it was good because Monday Night Raw matches have been good lately, but like it could have been on TV. Yeah, it could have been TV. on TV. It, it wasn't anything special, and it yeah. got a beer and a half. Yeah. Uh, and did you say 3.5 Isla, for the first match? I did, Joe. Okay. And then I'm also about to say Isla Dawn won against Alba Fire, and that yeah. got a beer and a half. Okay, well, let's get into the third match then. Pretty Deadly versus The New Day for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Joe, did this go how you thought it was going to go? I honestly probably would have predicted The New Day. So The New Day are the NXT Tag Team Champions now. I I don't know how I would have picked it, but it was it is kind of shocking to me that it is something new. Like we have said, or at least I have said, like in the past month or so, like they are stale and they had gotten stale. And I think this is kind of like the perfect way to unstale them. Yeah. Just put them in a new environment. Do they belong in NXT? No. No, they don't. I just think that until the Usos are not the champs, that this is kind of a place for. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, who knows how much longer the bloodlines? And I mean, I would assume. Mania. I feel like every. And, and I, feel I feel like, like every it, year I've said mania, but it just keeps going. It, it's mania this year. It has to be mania this year. Roman Reigns gets nothing but breaks, but I still feel like Roman Reigns is going to go away for a long time. Roman Reigns is going to become very much a Brock Lesnar. Ooh. And, you think he's going to become a Brock Lesnar or a Dwayne Johnson? Sh- 
Maybe a Dwayne Johnson. Maybe you think he's you think he's gonna move into his acting career. I I don't know about acting. I don't know if he's a great actor because I've never seen Hobbs and Shaw, which is the only acting raw role. He was in it for like five. Like you wouldn't know. You wouldn't even know he was in it. Basically. I don't know. I don't know if it's an acting thing, but I know he has enough money to never work again another day in his life. Probably it's probably very true. He lives in Florida, so he has no home home owners taxes okay so he does tax. have a home there was a big there was a very long pause there between no home he, and... he probably has a home but <laughs> but I, i'm i'm pretty sure he lives in florida which means he has no taxes on his property yeah he pre- i think i do th- i do think after this title run we will definitely not be seeing that much roman reigns for the I rest think of his career i think we're gonna see roman reigns tops four times a year for the next couple years and then i'll get him two million dollars a year and that's more money than i'll ever make in my life you don't think you'll ever make more than two million dollars oh like in a year no yeah okay so you're saying per year that's more money than you'll ever make in your life per year yeah it's probably going to take me my entire life to make two million dollars nah come on joe you'll get there okay it's probably going to take me 20 years to make 100 or 200 million not two, no two million, not two hundred million. You'll never Sorry, reach two hundred million. Yeah, Let's be honest true. there. Two million. <laughs> it's probably going to take me twenty years to make two million. If I make a hundred thousand at some point in my life, it'll take me two twenty years to make that much. Right? Yeah. Am I doing my math right? That sounds about right. Yeah. So. And that's before taxes. Roman Reigns will make two million dollars a year for showing up two to four times a year. I mean, that's just how good he is. Yeah, no, he's he's reached he's reached that legendary status. How did we get to this point talking about Pretty Deadly and New Day? Oh, the Usos, the Usos, those pesky pesky Usos. Yeah, um, so so the, like the New Day could at least stay in NXT until they until the New Day, or sorry, until the Usos aren't the champs anymore. Yeah, um, there were some pretty awesome moments in this match. Uh, there was a we want side plates chant that was like the least relevant thing in this match. Uh, we had a twerk off between Kofi and I don't remember. Let's just say it was Kit Wilson. Elton. Um, oh shit. Maybe it was Elton John, El- Prince Elton John, Prince. Uh, and then the the Eddie Guerrero spot. Yeah, the Eddie Guerrero spot was the best match. The 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 best spot of the night. Yeah. It was hilarious. All four of them like throwing the title back and forth between each other, like playing a hot potato with it. And then every time you hold it or every time you th- every time someone threw it, they would fall down like they got hit with it. Yeah. And, and eventually the ref Alton Prince throwing it to Kit Wilson or vice versa. Yeah. I don't know which one's which. Uh, Elton Prince is the blonde and Kit Wilson is the not blonde. Then vice versa. OK, it's fine, though. Uh yeah, one of them throwing it to the other ones and them throwing down then them laying down after that. And I thought like that that segment was like super fucking funny. <laughs> it was so funny. Um and honestly, like I'm excited. Like they're definitely gonna have a rematch and th- I'm just here for the comedy because they do it so well. Yeah. Um was, this was fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun watching this match. Uh Booker T, big time new day hater. Um, got passed allegedly for most tag team title reigns in WWE history, which includes WCW. 
Apparently, this is Kofi's 15th reign, which surpassed Booker for most all time, mm-hmm. which Booker T disputed on commentary on Tuesday, but whatever. Um, they got two and a half beers. I don't understand Booker how why Booker T hates the New Day. Yeah, I do think that Booker T doesn't like them because they're the only per- people that can possibly surpass Booker T as the most reigns for the tag team championship. And then I do then remember, yeah. And then they did, and I do well, remember. Kofi a couple, did. Yeah, I do remember a couple years ago when they did, when they did like a ceremony when they became the five time, five time, five time champions. Oh, that's um, right. It was all. It was Biggie, Xavier Woods, and Kofi, and King Booko was there. Ooh. Boom. King Booker was there to say, yeah, you guys have matched the five-time champions thing. And uh, apparently now that he's, I guess, the heel commentator, he doesn't like them anymore. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, Like, basically what he's going for is people that watch it long, long term, but not people that watched it four years ago when they were only five-time champions. I guess, but I don't, I don't know. This got two and a half beers. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. uh, let's see. There was an Odyssey Jones sighting. I had to take a note of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there was the men's Iron Survivor Challenge. Which we've mostly talked about. I was also surprised this wasn't last. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think, yeah, I, think I, it, I agree with you. I think it was the right decision to not do it last. Just seeing what happened at the end. But um so spoilers should have been the main event but grayson waller won the match which we've already talked about yeah we already said that earlier and he got three falls to i think everybody else two gacy had two mellow had two axiom also had two and then jd mcdonough had zero he either had zero or one yeah he he was like the quote-unquote favorite to win the match and then he didn't or any falls, I think. JD McDonough was the favorite to win the match. Yeah, everyone wanted to see JD versus uh we've already seen that. You're I know you're joking when you say that, but like no, I I mean like again, it's like the storyline, everybody wanted to see JD versus Braun Breaker again. And I know that's not actually the case, but yeah, it's not the case at all. I most I'm I wanted to see like I said it last week, Waller or uh, Mello was going to win this match, and I, I really wanted, wanted Mello. To I win. wanted Mello so bad. Yeah, but but Waller won. Apparently, um, the there's the plan. The plan is for Mello to face Braun at Stand and Deliver on Mania weekend. Okay. Which, if that's going to be Mello's crowning moment, then I'm see. I think I'm there's another. I think there's another pay per view before that, and another special Vengeance show Day. before that. Vengeance Day and New Year's Evil. Yeah. So I think. Waller is going to face him before then, and then you're right. Uh, Mello is going to face him and probably win the championship from him. He fucking better if Mello doesn't win, then call him the fuck up. Yeah, but well, yeah, the it is that I think on when he loses the title is going to be called up, and I I just don't see a place for him. Yeah, I I do think the the loot the when whenever Braun Breaker and Mello finally face for the NXT Championship. Mark my words, the loser of that match will be 
called up to the main roster. And I think while ready for the main roster, I think he's that good. And also he's already established feuds for himself among the main roster. Like he's already got feuds established with Johnny Gargano and AJ Styles. Yeah. I I would I'm would be very much looking forward to the Gargano one because Yeah, because he that one hasn't really off paid TV. off. That one hasn't paid off at all. No, not at all. The Styles one, they at least had a match. Yeah. But, but yeah, I could go for another one of those as well. Yeah. I would like you remember a couple months ago when Miz teamed up with Champa? Yeah. That felt super unnatural to me because of Champa's character in NXT. Right. But if if place Champa with Waller in that little team up, that would, that would work. That would that would work entirely. Yeah. I yeah. I can't wait for Champa to come back. He is what hurt right now. He had surgery. He had a hip replacement. I think. A hip replacement? A hip surgery at, at the minimum. I was going to say, if he had a hip replacement, that's like something that like Undertaker grandmothers did. do. Yeah, and Undertaker. And Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we, we talked about it. Like the men's, the men's match was ultimately better than the women's match strictly because of strategy there was actual i don't know it it was it was very obvious that waller had a strategy and it it just like there were things that happened in the match just that just made more sense Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's just that everybody was out to get each other in this match you know and in the women's match it was everybody was out to win so yeah so i think that was the biggest difference this this match got three and a half years uh, I got no three and three quarter. Okay, so I was wrong. Yeah. Um, I don't know the the thing that I would want to see in one of these Iron Survivor challenges is one like there's so many ways you can end it, but eventually I'd like to see one that ends in a tie, just to see what the fuck they do. Oh yeah, I mean I thought that was gonna happen during these matches, and I am also curious about it. Uh, I think they, they said it. It's it. like whoever's tied goes on to a sudden death, and the other people are removed. Okay. They said that during during the men's one, but okay. Uh, the other thing I'd want to see is someone who, like, let's just say, like, there's one where like one person goes out to a big lead, and by big I mean like two falls, like goes out to a two fall lead on everyone else, like they're at two and everyone else is zero. And then the match just goes like two early ones, and then the match just goes, and then super late, um, like I don't know somebody that everyone wanted to win, like in this case, like a Mel- like a Carmelo Hayes, just goes bananas, and maybe takes a fall to someone else, and then comes out of the penalty box, and then just hits finisher after finisher after finisher on a bunch of people. And just gets three quick falls in a row right as the time expires. Like something Mm -hmm. like that, like a come from behind win would be awesome. Yeah. Something that I would want to see in future ones. But we didn't see it here on either of these Iron Survivor matches. But I think the Iron Survivor matches were the best matches of the night. Yeah. I definitely think that this main event that we're about to talk about was not good. Yeah, I'm not going to talk much about it. I, I Let's just move on to it. I'm sick of Braun Breaker. I'm sick of Paulo Cruz. 
I'm more sick of Braun Breaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, His no, matches I, I, suck. I agree. They're I just not I, good. I don't want to see him do anything. I don't care about him. I don't care. Like he barely has a character. His character is uh, barking at the crowd. Woof, woof, woof. And having matches that end after one finisher. They're just not good. I don't. I don't care. I don't care about him at all. And I'm tired of him being NXT champion. I will now I'm rooting for anyone to beat him. I don't care who it is. It could be fucking Von Wagner for all I care. No, you don't mean that. I don't. I I shouldn't have said that. That was that that would mean that was mean. That was mean. That was mean to Braun Breaker. I should have petty. Yeah. Um ideally it'd be Odyssey Jones, but I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Either way. Um yeah, Braun Breaker wins on a singular spear, and it got a beer and a quarter. The main event match got a beer and a quarter. And NXT deadline got 12 and a half beers. Like, the Iron Survivor matches and the tag team match were good. The other two, I didn't really care for. So, all in all, it was an okay show, I think. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it, it wasn't as good as Ring of Honor. No, I don't think so. Um, let's just do a quick weekly recap then, Joe. Let's just let's just Friday let's just or? let's just as a whole, let's let's just talk about let's just talk about a couple things. What do we want to talk about? Big stories from the week. Usos in general. I think they had a match on Friday and Monday. I don't remember their match on Monday, so maybe they didn't have one. The Usos on Monday. I don't think they had a match. I think they were there. They were there. They had a promo. I think maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Throw me for a loop right now. I would say big stuff oh, from the week. It was Elias versus Solo Sokoa, and then the rest of the the bloodline, except for when we're there. Um, I think the big stuff from the week, the Kurt the Kurt Angle stuff on SmackDown. Oh yeah, that was good. Bailey Shag- and Alexa, Bailey and Alexa on Raw. Not Shag Gable. Oh, uh, what was Shag Gable's partner's name? Otis. Oh, Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan. Yeah, he was. Yeah. he was there on Friday. To hug Kurt Angle and give him a present. That was give him his best dad, uh, best dad ever, or number one dad. Yeah, thing. that was hilarious. And then also that video that went viral of uh, everyone like after SmackDown went off the air, like doing the Kurt Angle dance to his music, like this new dance that they came up with. I guess there's just everyone dancing at like the top of the ramp. Have you seen that? Uh, no, I haven't actually. It was really funny. Uh, it was like the New Day, Hit Row, Ricochet. Um, that's who I remember being in that. I don't remember who else. It was just hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> they were just they were just dancing to Kurt Angle's music to cl- like after the show went off the air. I thought it was really funny, and everyone else online seemed to think it was really funny. But um, they re- they redid the milk truck spot with uh, with Kurt Angle and uh, and Gable, Gable Stevenson. Stevenson. Which I like. Can I? Can I like give you my full disclosure on Gable Stevenson? Fuck that guy. Whoa, he's a rapist. Oh, he is. Yeah, I did not know that. He, he got off on it because he's famous, but he's a fucking rapist. All right, I did <laughs> not know that. <laughs> like, fuck that guy. Like the fact that WWE can support that guy after a technicality that he got off on is because that state like on it. So, so like full, like full story, he, he raped some drunk girls and that state says 
that if they're drunk, they that that's still a decision making factor for them. Oh boy! Okay. And <laughs> and so he he's got no charges against him, but he's a fucking rapist. Well, you know what they say: <laughs> you learn something new every day. Um, and that was that was it for me. <laughs> I'm laughing. Okay. At awkwardness right now instead of like actual funny. I but... I don't I don't really know what to say right now. Um. All right. You know what I'll say? Uh, the milk truck spot was dumb. It shouldn't have done it. It's been done before by one of those two people. Um, no, like, it like was dumb. honestly, the Kurt Angle stuff, I liked. I liked the, that, that. Actually, you know what the worst part about the milk truck spot was? Was the amount of milk puns that Michael Cole had to spout off in the two minutes that it was happening. There, every sentence that came out of michael cole's mouth was some sort of pun about milk yeah it was so crazy the the commentary wasn't bad but i like the the bringing back the milk spot stuff you do i do i i honestly do it's like that's that's triple h at his finest is is like him bringing back references to older wrestlers and him bringing back kurt angle for those references but I don't. I I like it. I I I do like that he does that. That they do that. I guess. But I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh. Also, I'm kind of worried about SmackDown tomorrow. Why? And this is probably just because Twitter is making me think this. But on SmackDown last week, when Jay was talking to Sammy backstage in the locker room, he said that he should get a haircut and trim up his beard. So we might be getting old Sammy, the old Sammy look next week or tomorrow. I like it. I, uh, I in preparation for Roman coming in tomorrow, and I feel like they're gonna turn on him because he got a haircut. I just feel like something's coming, man. I don't know. It might just be because Twitter made me think that Twitter. A lot of people on Twitter were being very skeptical about that whole ordeal when it went down on SmackDown, but we will see. I, I hope not. Sami Zayn is an absolute gem and a national treasure right now, and we need to protect him at all costs. Um, honestly, like I feel like we've already talked enough about NXT from this week because like the big thing there was Roxanne winning the NXT Women's Championship. So really, the rest is like Raw and Dynamite. And I gotta be honest, like Raw Nothing did have special. two number one contenders matches, and. Every match that was on Raw pretty much was a good match. Yeah. But like not a ton of, I don't know, storyline advancement. So of Raw, what I want to talk about is Asuka teasing a a character shift and heel turn. First of all, Asuka showed up without face paint on. Whoa. I didn't even notice that. Without the line across her face. Okay. So people are thinking that she's going to get the character shift to one of her heel characters that might not have been in WWE so far. I don't remember the name. Okay. I got to be um, honest. Raw was my background show this week. I, I barely paid attention. Yeah. NXT and uh, Dynamite were my background shows. Um, But yeah, Asuka showed up without face paint and I forget what her new Japan or not new Japan, but whatever Japanese wrestling promotion allowed women at the time. Uh, uh Not even going to try. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so 
people are thinking that she's gonna do a complete character shift to a heel character, and then I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't either. I, I like. I think Oscar's awesome. Something new, and she'd be great at it. Yeah, I think she would. Uh, and then obviously the Alexa Bliss, the Alexa Bliss Bray Wyatt stuff that's still going on. This week she, uh, I just don't want it to happen. She set up for a sister Abigail, and, and then, then and then like snapped snapped back out of it and was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And Bianca Belair was like, "Oh, why did yeah, you?" Do I was that? just like, "What the fuck is going on here?" I was so confused. I was like, "No, please don't let this happen." Is this happening? Is I really don't happening? want it. I don't like, want it at all. I don't think anybody does. No, I I really don't want it. I don't think Alexa or Bray wants it. Yeah, it just it just wouldn't be good. If it does happen, hopefully Triple H makes it good. Yeah. I just don't know how he could do that. But the man's an absolute genius, so he'll figure out a way, hopefully. And then in the main event, uh, Seth Rollins became the number one contender to the U.S. title by beating Bobby Lashley. Ooh. And then Bobby Lashley. I missed this, honestly, because I turned it off after the match was over, like before the show went off the air. Mm-hmm. Lashley got fired? Yeah, Question he got mark? fired. Yeah, so he attacked... Was it the refs? I think it was the refs. I think he attacked like everybody except atta- Rollins. Yeah. I think Rollins he, had already left. He attacked everybody. Rollins had already left. And then Adam Pierce came out and he was like, Bobby, Bobby, you can't keep on doing this. You can't keep doing this. Uh, you know what I had to say? You're fired. Well, he we said it like that. No, not exactly like that. Not, <laughs> not not quite the Vince McMahon stuff, but but it was it was you can't keep doing this. You can't keep doing this. Why are you doing this? You're fired. And I was like, oh, I saw okay. this rumor online that they're making Bobby Lashley into a Brock Lesnar type character. I saw a rumor online that they're making Bobby Lashley into a fat character. What? Yeah. So apparently Bobby like pitched a pitched a storyline a couple of years ago. Where he like he gets he gets fired or whatever, and then he becomes like really fat and depressed and basically <laughs> a, a, a what a sad man Corbin, and like just keeps on trying to compete, but like he's fat and 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 sad now. What? <laughs> so so like the rumors I saw were not legitimate. It was not by all, uh, SRS. Probably and, zero news. Yeah, it was probably by Zero News, and they were like, "Oh, going for that Bobby Bobby Lashley storyline." Yeah, but it was like, it like the storyline that I read about. It was a couple months ago at this point. It was like Bobby Lashley pitched something where he was going to gain 30, 40 pounds and be fat and out of shape. What and then, the fuck? And then in the end of the story, like the the redemption arc of the storyline was that he was going to lose the weight, be super muscular Bobby Lashley again, and win something. I am all in on that. Yeah. Just to see. Just to see. Because all we've ever seen is a super in shape Bobby Lashley. If he gets fat, that'd be awesome. Just to see somebody that looks like they're out of shape do really well in wrestling. Like Otis. Like Kevin Owens. Oh, yeah. Kevin's great. He's awesome. He's the best. Like, he's the best. He's the best shirt guy. Yeah. But like he looks like he wouldn't be able to do the things he does, and he can, and that's what makes him so fucking good. I mean, and is talking. Uh, He's really good me, at talking. Let me turn my page back. But Shane Taylor, yeah, that too. Really good shirt guy. Really good shirt guy. Keith Lee, not a shirt guy, but could be. Could could be, but he's not. He's not a shirt guy. 
Mm-hmm. 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 I'm trying to think of who the shirt guys are in WWE now. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Or just in wrestling in general. Who's a shirt guy right now? You know who's a weird shirt guy who shouldn't be a shirt guy? Elias. Elias is in really good shape. Yeah. Super ripped. And so is Ezekiel, actually. Yeah, they both are. They're good genes. They have like the same body type. That's like a family of extremely good genes. Yeah, really good genes. Um, trying to think here. Uh, Gallows is a shirt guy. Uh, let's see. And Anderson's not. I don't know who else is a shirt guy. No, I don't. I can't think of anyone. You know who should become a shirt guy as their final character change? Jericho. I think Jericho, I think like we'll get to Rampage or sorry, uh, to uh, Dynamite, but I think, I think Jericho's done for a while. I do have to say, I did watch Rampage this past week and Ooh. Moxley versus Take a was incredible. It was so good. Also, Trent Seven is all elite. I love Trent Seven. He's so good and should be a Shurka. Yeah. Well, well, no, no. I, I shouldn't have said that. yeah to that. Yeah, Trent Seven's I'm, good. I shouldn't have said that in general. John Mox or not John. Why did I say so John Moxley? Chris shall, Jericho should be a shirt guy though. For shall real. we get into NXT? We've basically already talked about everything on NXT. I don't know what else there is to talk about on NXT. Yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> the only thing I want to say about NXT is like I hope Toxic Attraction, like this is their last one. I don't know what it. they're gonna do with them. Hopefully yeah. they're just still called Toxic Attraction. I think they're good enough to just go to SmackDown and just they are. Beat it. They absolutely are. Yeah, they, like they should just go to go to SmackDown, leave NXT, just win a, the women's, after, women's after their titles. It was a win by DQ on on Tuesday. This I will say Tuesday. they they've already released the spoilers for the next two weeks of NXT. Oh, I haven't seen anything. Do you care? No, I'm not, and we're not going to record for two weeks. So go ahead. They already like they already released that. They did that triple threat women's tag team match between uh, Chance and Carter, Toxic, and the other team, Ivy Nile and Paxley. Yeah, Paxley too. And Paxley. Chance and Carter retained. Yeah. So I think that, Toxic is done on NXT, and they're going to be on SmackDown. I hope so. Even without Mandy Rose, unfortunately. They don't need her. They don't. I really, I really don't think they do. They I can't talk. Like those two can't talk very well. But but it doesn't matter. They don't need to talk. Yeah, but that's the thing about tag teams is they just don't need to talk because WWE already doesn't give enough enough attention to tag teams. WWE so, doesn't care about tag teams, let alone women tag teams. Yeah. So so use that to your advantage and just don't make them talk because if we're being honest, JC Jade and JC Jane and Gigi Dolan aren't good on so, on the mic. So, um, what? Hmm. What'd you say? I said so. Oh, you said so. Okay. Yeah. Well, you said something else. <laughs> um, did you have anything else for NXT? No. Okay. Um, Dynamite. So, Death Triangle and the Elite had uh, what match four? Death Triangle wins. They're up three to one and they're doing their next one. I think next week or the week after, and it's going to be no disqualifications and it, everything's just gearing up for the elite to win. Yeah. I think the elite are going to win. I don't, I don't care about this anymore. 
No, neither do I. I also don't think I'm, I'm with you. I was with you when we made predictions for, was it full gear? Like it just doesn't like, they don't need to win it. it the storyline works better if they lose. Also, I think Nick might be hurt really legitimately. So if he is, and if he's not able to do that match in next week or two weeks, I, I don't know. I still don't know when the fuck it is, but hell, it might be three weeks from now. Um, that's that's not going to be good. They're I don't know if they're going to bring in a, th- a another person or if they're just going to fight a three on two handicap match or whatnot. I don't know. I'm just kind of over this, which kind of sucks because I think I did hype hype up like a seven match series, and I feel like. Yeah, the matches are good, but at this point, I'm I'm already over it. Yeah, it's just like I wasn't excited. I'm willing. When, I'm willing they... to say I was wrong about seven match series. I think in the past they've worked, but now looking at it, it's like so obvious it's going to go to seven matches that it's just like okay, let's just get to that point then. Yeah, and I'm tired I, of waiting around for it. Like the fact that they're up three to one. That's what makes it even more obvious. Yeah. I don't know. It's just. Yeah. The elite's going to win. Probably. Yeah. MJF had a promo out promo after it, right? Yeah. I don't remember what he said. Like I, I kind of, I, I didn't watch. So I watched NXT and AEW today because, so I'm in Maryland for the holidays. So I drove from South Carolina to Maryland yesterday. So didn't watch Dynamite yesterday. And on Tuesday, and while I was still in South Carolina, my power went out from, get this, literally the hours of 8 to 10. Oh, nice. So I just fell asleep. So I watched NXT today. It was bullshit. Um, but I was kind of just like trying to get through everything today while I was here with my kid alone. And I didn't really pay that much attention to everything. But yes, MJF did have a promo after this. But as far as what he said, I looked on I looked on Bleacher Report. It got an A plus. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. But that makes yeah. sense because it was an MJF promo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he basically just talked shit about Ricky Starks the entire time. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't know. I I feel like there's really only two other things to talk about. It'd be the main event and the Jericho match. If you want to make this quick, uh, House of Black return to the ring. That's yep. That's all we have to say about that. They won. They, they won. Beat, they, beat they beat the factory, the factory like 172 times. Yeah, that did happen. And so, Chris Jericho lost to a jobber. Which I thought this match was awesome. It was good. It was fun to watch. The crowd absolutely erupted when Action Andretti won. Yeah. And they, I mean, also when he kicked out of the code breaker during the match and then like the look on Jericho's face. And I think that was like right before they cut to commercial break, just like the look on Jericho's face when he kicked out. And then we come back and we were doing like another, I don't know, five to 10 minutes of that. And Andretti actually fucking winning. This could be something good because I know Chris Jericho will do something good coming out of this with his character. See, I thought I thought this meant that Jericho was just going to take a well-deserved vacation. He probably will. And he, he'll probably, he's he either and, going to be like super... Mox- Deserves a vacation. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, I'm just excited to like if whether or not he does or does not take a vacation, just this match being the catalyst of another Chris Jericho character change. 
Yeah, that's whether he comes back as like ruthless and is like gonna take no shit from anybody. See, for me, I hope it's the end of the JAS because the JAS lost their titles on Saturday. Yeah, and I think that Chris Jericho is going away. So I do agree with you. I do think he's going away because he did say he what did he he told Daniel Garcia that Sammy Guevara is gonna be he's gonna be under Sammy Guevara's wing. Yeah, uh, moving forward. I don't think the jazz is going away though, unfortunately. But that could mean that Daniel Garcia finally gets away from the group, which he's deserved to do for a long time. So Yeah, that's we'll true. See. Um, and then the main event, right? Yeah. Very good match. Who won? MJF. I can't remember if MJF retained or not. Yes, he retained. Oh, weird. <laughs> um it was basically a ref distraction and then he low blowed Ricky Starks and then did a a, a small package to win mm-hmm. the match. I don't really know how I feel about this because if you know who MJF is, which people that listen to the show should know, you have to kind of feel like that's how his matches are going to go. Uh-huh. But not every match can end like this. That's he, true. Needs, he needs some clean wins. Mm-hmm. But saying that, it looks like his next defense is probably going to be against Danielson, which yeah, I guess will so. almost certainly not end in a clean pin. Yeah, so yeah, I, I think know. that's kind of just how his how his wins are going to go. It's he's kind of going to be the the dirtbag heel. That's the thing though. Is like I've I've always like I I love MJF, everything that he does, but I've always hated the heel chant. That's why I like Roman Reigns so much. Is because he is dominant. He doesn't mm-hmm. do chicken shit stuff to get his wins. And I agree with you, but I don't think that 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 means that that's how anything with MJF is going to go. Like, what are you saying? Are you saying like he could be chicken shit and it's he's going to be chicken shit the entire way? He already and it, said and it's it. It's going to work. Yeah, he already said it. He said that I am not going to be defending my title. Because I don't need to defend my title. And when I do defend my title, I'll do what I want. When by any means necessary, I guess. Yeah, that's what he said. I don't know. I, I guess there is a little bit of a difference when somebody is out there like saying that specifically and being like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do what I want to do. That's kind of what he said. So, yeah, I guess I could get down with that and not hate the chicken shit heel that much. Yeah. I don't know. I like I, I agree with you. That I've never really liked the cowardice heel. Like, there's a place for it. Yeah, there's a place for it. And it makes you hate someone a lot more if they do it. Yeah. And we hate MJF. But I don't want to hate MJF. Unfortunately, I really like MJF. Yeah, I don't want to hate MJF. That's the thing, is I'm afraid the chicken shit heel stuff is going to make me actually hate him. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Or make him the biggest deal in the. Something of 2024. What does he say? Uh, the bidding war of 2024. Or make him the biggest deal in the bidding war of 2024. Yeah, it could. All right. I am excited for the end of next year just to kind of see how that goes. We'll yeah, see if he actually AEW will either collapse or sustain. If he actually holds the title all the way through, I'm excited to see like how that. Because I think he'll resign with AEW. I think so too. I think I this bidding war of twenty twenty four thing is like a big fucking oh, it's all a ruse. Story. Um, I'm just excited to see like what he does in his last his quote unquote last match before uh, the bidding war shit ass starts, 
he'll and lose it. he'll lose the title then. Oh, no, I kind of want that, him to win and do it CM Punk style. Yeah. I think that could be so good. He would do yeah. that really well. Mm. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, that's going to close us out. Obviously, no show next week. We'll be back the week after uh, releasing the next show on the 1st of January. So yeah. we will see everyone in 2023. We will be back with a retro pay-per-view, which the next one is WrestleMania 2000, a.k.a. WrestleMania 16. Really excited for that. Three matches that we've already discussed that we're excited about, I don't know, in, in recent weeks when we've discussed uh, recent retro pay-per-views. But uh, it's just going to be fun. And then we'll, for the weekly recaps, we, we won't just go line by line through each show. We'll just do the big stuff from the, the two weeks prior kind of ease back into the the show as the new year starts but it'll be a good one as always you can follow us on twitter and instagram at ddt wrestle pod we've been the drunk dudes dylan and joe and we'll catch you on down the road